We're actually low on listener questions. Don't tell anybody. That's going to be like the first thing you say in the show. No, no, I have something to say about Combiner Wars. I have an update about it. Okay. What the fuck's going on down there? Welcome to WTF at TFW, a Transformers podcast by Transformers fans here on TFW 2005. My internet name is Vangelis, and I'm hosting you today. I'm joined by Aaron. Yes, also my internet name, Aaron. And, uh, and I'm joined by TJ. Uh, not my internet name, but I pretend it is. All right. Sometimes my internet name is Susan, but that's a secret. I knew it. It's not a secret when you say it. It is, if everyone forgets! Forgets! That's hypnosis. Someday you might learn hypnosis. Not actually how that works. That's that's how hypnosis works. Uh, I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, In case anyone has not checked it out, um, we do have a Machinima Combiner Wars podcast up. It's called WTF at Machinima Combiner Wars. Uh, So please do check that out if you want to hear us talking about that show. Uh, I have a little update about Combiner Wars that I discovered yesterday. And this is pretty new because I had Combiner Wars running at least in the last, like, some sometime a week ago. Because I, I also recorded with Moonbase 2's Combiner Wars podcast with uh, Andy Cobra Commander and uh, Paleontologist Mikey. Uh, which I think, by the time you're hearing this, should be up now. I think Andy's still having to edit down for... Um, the. Uh, it turns out, if you're not hosted by a major website, a lot of podcast hosting sites now have, like, file size limits and things. Hmm. So, because uh, after we finished, I was, he was like, oh, I gotta do some editing. I was like, oh, did I say something wrong? It's like, no, we have to cut for time for it to fit on Libsyn. And I, I, I forgot what that's like, because I stopped I stopped putting Body Sonic on there a long time ago. Because uh, I, I did that so casually. But yeah, it's rough when you're when you're not hosted. So I'm quite thankful that we don't have to worry about that right now. Um, but... Found out last night, someone said, hey, how'd you see it on YouTube? It's gone. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I went to look at the playlist. So last night, Machinima's Combiner Wars playlist had all the preludes and everything and the trailer. Uh, it had two trailers, one for international markets and one viewable only by people in the USA. Uh, and then a, a whole bunch of seven, precisely, private videos. So they'd set the actual series to private on YouTube. Hmm. And so I was like, how do you keep digging a deeper hole with this show? So, I mean, they were tagged in some of our conversations. I just look now. There's another update. The USA-only trailer is now off the playlist, as are all the private videos. The, the YouTube Machinima Combiner Wars playlist is now the International Markets trailer and the four preludes, and that's it. Uh, I'm going to do a quick search on their channel, see if they've screwed up and left anything hidden somewhere. Or if it's back. Uh, let's see. There's a. They have a. No, wait, that's the Transformers page. Okay, hang on. Let me go to Machinima. This is. But this is so weird, right? Like, I'm trying to figure out what the impetus would be to set that stuff to private. I have no idea. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I, some people said, ah, they realized their mistake, but it's like, that's not what a company would do. Companies don't care about making mistakes. Oh, okay, I was looking at, sorry, that update's not true. I was looking at uh, the official Transformers website's playlist for Combiner Wars. The Machinima playlist is still as it was yesterday. I'll send you guys a link if you want to check it out. 
Um, but you'll see it, it ends in a... So the official trailer for USA Only is still up. Uh, and it is still part of the playlist and still very confusing. But uh, this playlist, I believe, now ends with uh, eight private videos. Mm-hmm. So... I guess they hid their shame is the joke that's going around. Uh... I, I think the only thing I could think of is that maybe their deal with Go90 was it will be on YouTube while it's coming out for the sake of internationals seeing it, but then after a certain point it will come off YouTube and be Go90 exclusive again? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, uh, business, man. That and someone jokingly tweeted, get ready for the Blu-ray release, but that also actually seems kind of likely, because... When I saw this was all private, my immediate thought was, oh, damn, I probably should have gone to KeepVid and downloaded all those when I was thinking about that weeks ago and then decided not to. Uh, so hopefully that, that comes back somehow or it is purchasable on a disc. But uh, <laughs> Blu-ray exclusive, 10 extra frames per second. Can you imagine if... The, if That's the thing I'm wondering, too. Like, I haven't actually gone to check Go90 to see if it's still there. But, like, what if they're pulling it down everywhere and, like, putting another week of work into it or something? <laughs> they're probably not but how funny would that be <laughs> uh man please don't re please don't replace the mistress of flames tank tank no listen they, as i said on twitter you can't stop the signal that vine is there they take it down i have a hard copy on my phone all right you can't stop the signal uh anyway didn't want to talk about combiner wars so much after we ended that recording saying now we're done talking about it but hey machinima finds a way uh what we're actually going to talk about is quickly a couple takara tomi reveals from pre-orders i don't think these were official reveals because they're the kind of pictures that are covered in big scary red kanji do not copy yeah and you know don't share these around they get shared around anyway uh the most interesting news to me is uh this this solves a conversation we were having about whether or not the alpha trion version of the alpha trion titans return mold would come out in japan as alpha trion uh, and it won't, which is what I was expecting. But well, oh, go ahead. I wouldn't say won't. It still has a possibility. However, I, I highly doubt it will. Uh, I, I until I'm proven wrong, I would tell someone don't hold your breath for Alpha Trion and Sentinel Prime Voyagers to come out <gasps> in Japan. You, Aaron, you're gonna you're gonna die if you hold. Actually, no, your body will will probably the human body. If you try to hold your breath forever, eventually it just stops being held. Right, like on reflex. I think eventually your body just kind of gives up. You do pass out, and then you go into, like, normal survival mode, and everything starts breathing on your own again. Okay, because I was going to say, what, how screwed up would it be if you if you hold your breath long enough to fall unconscious, and your body's like, well, I guess that's what he wanted, just lets you sit there and oxygen deprives yeah. you. Yeah, the danger is more falling and crushing your skull open in the process than actually suffocating yourself. Well, I mean, sit in a comfortable chair for, for crying out loud. Um... Aaron, you really should stop holding your breath. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, they're releasing Alpha Trion as Leo Convoy, Leo Prime, Leo Convoy, Leo Prime, however you want to orient those prefixes and suffixes. Uh, he's going to have, it looks like, uh, an Optimus Prime-ish head. Not sure which Titan Master that's going to be. I think that's the remaining really interesting part of this is what are they going to paint the Titan Master to look like? Because the last time they did this, they did some cool stuff in uh, in Arms Micron when they when Thundertron came out in Japan. You know, they didn't know who Thundertron was, so they did him up as Leo Convoy, and they made his Arms Micron a sword, kind of pirate-looking sword, that turned into Moon, 
So uh, I'm curious if they're going to do something creative with the Titan Master here. Either way, this looks really cool. Uh, I still haven't messed with Alpha Trion, but uh, I've, I've not heard terrible things. And uh, TJ, how do you feel about uh, Leo Prime coming back again after his retirement? Mm-hmm. Well, he found both of his shoulder pauldrons now. Yeah. His furry on both sides. And he, and he found his foot. Yeah. <laughs> he, got mm -hmm. a, he got a new leg. Well, now his head falls off, though. Yeah, that's, you know, it, he just has a, a series of unfortunate events. It's the story of, of Leo Prime's retirement. Leo, okay, so he's Transformers Lemony Snicket. Okay. It's just bad things keep happening to him. It's, it's an interesting choice in a way. It's kind of like a default choice, I think. I'm, I don't know. Like, there's two minds of it. It's like, it doesn't look bad at all. I do like the Lyo Convoy color scheme. Mm-hmm. Like, gold white red you get a very kind of regal heroic color going i was so certain this was going to be a victory leo just oh, because that made so much sense like i don't particularly mind the choice there's still that part in me in my head's going you know this could have been so much more clever with this and i i don't mind it because he still is pulling off a really cool color scheme switch uh, for that battleship mode, like it's just that that big, gorgeous-looking, like solid white landing strip, and then both of his other modes, like they're certainly white in there, but they are so much less so. Like they're mm -hmm. way more dominated by gold and red. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I like I like little tricks like that, and also Takara Tomi tends to use like really good white plastic, not like off-white or gray or you know smoky plastic. They they make sure that it stays a bright white. Yeah, you know, unless you leave it in your windowsill. Yeah. Although I did notice something. Does it look like he's got a uh, maximal spark crystal? Kind of. So I, I, I had to go for reference uh, photo of Alpha Trion, and he does have a sort of central chest sphere thing. Yeah, that's it's almost kind of left over from his BotCon toy where he had the Vector Prime radar and mm -hmm. crystal in the middle thing. Hmm. I, uh, I mean, it's such a small, fuzzy picture. It'd be really cool if that's a maximal symbol. I wouldn't be upset if it ends up being an Autobot symbol. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, who can tell right now? But I'm saying it's there as a spark crystal. Yeah, that that mm -hmm. is really cool. Uh, the color layout is, is super solid. Like, Aaron, how do you feel about this? I, I really do uh, like it. Um, and especially with the way that it... Like, there's a whole lot of talk from a whole lot of different places that... Um, Titan's return is massively backordered mm -hmm. for some items um, because it's like I've not I've barely seen wave one of anything other than deluxes in stores and wave two should have been out for a while by now I I'm thinking that um, Leo Prime may end up being my version of this mold if uh, the wave two just evaporates yeah, I mean it's that back order thing is definitely making me a little trigger, little little itchy trigger finger yeah. on going online for Alpha Trion. Um, and it's a thing that, like, looking at the difference between the two of them, I don't know if I'll be too upset about that. Other than I kind of dig Alpha Trion's look, but 
Well, I, I'm thanks to the comics. Like, I also really want. Uh, yeah. I really want like Sovereign and Infinitus. I got Infinitus now, and I kind of want Sovereign, mm-hmm. and especially since I I really don't think we're gonna see better painted versions of them based on the comics out of Takara Tomi like anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, like the. It, that backorder thing is also really nuts to read about when in Canada, for whatever reason, Walmart immediately put them all on rollback. <laughs> yeah. And we're having, uh, we, we had multiple sales at Toys R Us. I think the newest Toys R Us sales just on Combiner Wars leaders now, but it cer- certainly didn't seem like there was, there was much call for a whole lot more. They, they, the sudden sales was really weird up here. Um, this whole line has been odd so far, so I, I mean, distribution wise. Especially coming from the perspective of someone myself, I mean, like, also, I, I don't really know how any of that works. I'm making a lot of suppositions. Uh, all I know is I'm, I've, I've got all of Wave 1 and a chunk of Wave 2, and I did not pay retail for any of it. And I didn't have to leave the country to do so. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to pre-orders on this guy. I think, like, the American sites have got them up now. I'm going to see what, if the Japanese sites get pre-orders up soon. Uh I'm kind of throwing safety pre-orders on a lot of legends right now because that that line also seems to be evaporating pretty mm-hmm. pretty often. Um, anyway, the other Takara Tomy reveal is that next year, because it's true, uh, they're doing a 10th anniversary live action movie series. Uh, Eleven figures announced. Uh, they're all reissues with uh, you know new paintwork um, and a couple new accessories. Uh, deluxe Dark of the Moon Bumblebee apparently has new accessories. The two deluxe or sorry. Uh, they're not both deluxe, but Grimlock and Strafe are coming out with new uh, Optimus Prime and Bumblebee minifigures built to ride on them, which I think is uh, probably one of the most interesting things out of this. Uh, the most interesting thing is MB-03 is a reissue of Crab Tank Voyager Megatron in screen-accurate colors, which is basically the Unite for the Universe Megatron that never came out. Um, so that one's of high interest to me, as is MB-11, which is a reissue of Striker Prime without all the Stealth Force pieces. I'd like to have those, but I really just want Striker Prime because he's, as far as I know, like the the most solid upgraded version of the Revenge of the Fallen leader toy, which I like. But I've always wanted one of the upgraded ones with like the gas tank guns and stuff. So there's some things in here that I think look pretty good. Also, the live action movies are now 10 years old, and that is a difficult thing to immediately process. I have found it's very weird because they still feel somehow new. But well, you're looking at nine and a half right now. So technically, ten like 2006, we were talking about what what some of the art looked like. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, we were in the hype mode at this point. Yes. Yeah. So but like, I, you're you're waiting until like July 2007 before that actually came out. Yeah, but still, nine and a half is real close to ten. Like a decade. It's of, still single digits. A decade of movie talk. It's crazy. Uh, anyway. The Silver Crab Tank Megatron super has my attention. I think I'm going to try to pick that up because I have always been a fan of Crab Tank Megatron. But uh, Aaron, how do you feel about the 10th anniversary movie line over in Japan? I it can't be 10 years because it means we're getting old. Like imagine, like look at the state of Shia LaBeouf right now compared to yeah. when the movies were new and he was this hot young guy coming off of uh, a Disney sitcom or whatever. Mm-hmm. That might be more depressing than just knowing the movies are ten years old. Yeah, I mean they've ru- they've ruined at least one life in some way. <laughs> I think they probably had you know 
some effect on Megan Fox's career what with that brief period when she fell out with Michael Bay and then seemed to stop getting respectable work uh, uh weird stuff man but to Aaron are you are you at all tempted by any of the new 10th anniversary movie toys I don't believe so yeah it's not hitting it for you a, a lot of these are I mean these are reissues of stuff that we are I've already gotten short of the couple of dinos with like special ride on robots but that's not at all thrilling to me mm. if, if I want this experience I'll just go back into a a bin and then find just a pile of dust Yeah, turns maybe. out this is always a planned obsolescence plan maybe <laughs> uh TJ, how are you? How, are you at all tempted to pick up a reissue movie toy? Um, I'm only vaguely interested in that Megatron because that Voyager was a good toy. It's just, yeah, like I, I, I still like. I was baffled at the time about why you would make a toy based on the colors he had while he was underwater for like 20 seconds. Yeah, I mean. I, I liked that color. It was a nice green. But it was a very strange decision. <laughs> you did that with the first movie, too. It's like, no, we'll make him blue because he was on ice. Well, I mean, the Voyager Megatron in the first movie straight up had ice wings. Yeah. Which yeah. made it... Like, every time a Voyager Megatron happens in the movie lines, they're always the best Megatrons, for the most part. Like, I mean, the first movie, I would say it's debatable between the two. But the Voyager Megatron was probably a better toy. Okay, sure. Let's go with that. Like, by a very thin margin. Only because the leader toy was, like, trying to... The leader toy was trying to do way too much with too little information. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Voyager toy was just kind of a very solid supervillain Megatron. Not necessarily a movie one. I'd still hold that the Legends figure was the best out of that line. He was probably the best as far as doing the movie design there's something about the leader that i always kind of liked it was just such a a dementedly like overreaching figure like just trying to do so much that it didn't even know how it like like it's trying to do so much without knowing how half of the stuff it was doing even worked like that Mm -hmm. really weird fusion cannon cannon gimmick where the arms were supposed to kind of combine together but you know you had to do a whole lot of like squinting and fuzzing of your vision uh I, I think i think really the most universally interesting thing about this is like the mold decisions of like what they are reissuing like i think it is kind of weird that that age of extinction toys are in a 10th anniversary movie line only because it's i mean it, it makes sense but it's also weird because those toys are like two years old um but i mean it, it's kind of telling that i believe there are no toys from the first movie line in this like they've gone straight to Revenge yeah. of the Fallen and Dark of the Moon yeah. for the most part. Well, again, though, Transformers toy tech has changed enough mm-hmm. in the last even five years that, like, why why reach that far back for something that doesn't go like? Er, we we've made better ones along the way, so why? And I'm I'm really happy to see that they they went to Dark of the Moon deluxes for Ironhide Ra- and Ratchet because those I think were pretty good figures that got extremely passed over um, at the time. 
Yeah, well, not only decent figures, but also the Voyagers for both of them are really played out at this point. Oh yeah, like like the fact that Voyager Ratchet kept getting redone, I was like, that's a bad toy. There are two good deluxe ratchets that are both worth looking into before it, that like, one. That is not a it's not necessarily a bad toy. That's probably one of the better ones from way from the first movie line, at least oh, for yeah. like Oh, at yeah. least for like especially for like representation of the character for the movie but and it was a fun like it was just a it was a very cybertron-ish toy yeah for the first movie for the first movie line um but like as far as representing ratchet like the the two deluxe ones both did such a good job and i, th- I remember at the time a lot of people didn't even know the dark of the moon ratchet was a new toy because i think hunt for the decepticons had, had just done a deluxe ratchet yeah uh but that that uh, deluxe Ironhide as well is is dead solid. The only real disappointment mold choice in here for me is they're doing Human Alliance Soundwave for Soundwave. Uh, so a he's going to be too big for the rest of the line, and b deluxe Soundwave is a a much more friendly toy than Human Alliance Soundwave. It doesn't look as screen accurate, but it's not like a bad thing. And I say that as someone who likes Human Alliance Soundwave, like. Deluxe Soundwave should have been in here. Because it's also a way harder figure to get a hold of. Unless things have changed. Uh, but I won't belabor the point too much. Um, I, I'd like to see if this MB line continues past these 11 figures. Certainly some other cool stuff that, that would be neat to see in there. Like, hey, what if they bring back all those molds that are hard to find, like Q and, uh, and Leadfoot? I'd love to see the aftermarket dry up on those. Um, but let's get to the meat of this week, which is New York Comic Con. Uh, Hasbro had a preview night, and then sent out a whole bunch of images, and then took part in a Twitch panel, which was awkward to watch live, in my opinion. But uh, before, just to kick it off here, just quickly, did either of you actually watch the panel that they were on? No. Nope. Okay, I'll tell you about it when we get there. But uh, let's I talk think about... you already did. Super awkward to watch. There's some... There's some certain patterns in there. Like, it was awkward. It was kind of fun in a way. But given that it was only half an hour, after a bit, I was kind of like, come on, come on. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about the, the reveals first. Um, just going through the official images and what was at the preview night. Uh, a whole bunch of Titans Return for probably the end of the year and early next year got shown off. Uh, on the Legends side, uh, Brawn. They're doing Brawn again. Uh, in Titan's Return. And uh, the thing that makes me excited about this, like, it looks like a really nice, solid little Legends brawn. Uh, he totally has a wheelie-style opening cockpit for a Titan Master. That cockpit seems to be his center mass in robot mode. So I think you could put the little Titan Master brawn inside that truck and then transform it into robot brawn with the Titan Master still driving inside. So now he's, like, Breast Force brawn? Or, like, Pretender brawn? Yeah. See, I saw people, like, fired up that Braun came out as a Titan Master, and now he's getting a toy. Oh, why did I buy the first one? To put inside this one! <laughs> God! People! I swear. Um, since also, they're doing, like, since they're doing all the crossover stuff with the comic books now, there's such a part of me that just wants one page where Braun takes this huge hit and a tiny Braun falls out of his back. <laughs> That's the beauty of this now, right? Is like now Braun is like, you know, fighting along or whatever. Something happens. He just ejects a tiny Braun out of him that decapitates the other robot and plugs in as the head. 
So what happens when that other tiny brawn gets hit? Doesn't even smaller one pop out? Is, <laughs> yeah, it, is the, it bronze all the way down? The belly screw pops out, and it turns out that the, the, the Phillips head whatever on the front is in the shape of bronze face if you look at it under a microscope. And now a microscope transformer is coming out. It's all connected. Uh, the only weird thing about this brawn is apparently his accessory is that piece of the car that's on his forearm. And that seems to be coming off the back end of the car. Uh, so I'm assuming that's for remold purposes. So this could be redone as like a little pickup truck or something. Um, I think this brawn looks lovely. How do you guys feel about him? Uh, Aaron? I think he looks good. I, I definitely dig him. And uh, TJ, uh, how do you feel about not as tiny brawn? Not as tiny brawn. Um, looks a, it looks a little long in the torso, but that's definitely brawn. That's more than enough for me. Yeah, I mean, I say, now that he... you said not as tiny brawn, what if there's a like a lead or a uh, deluxe size brawn? Oh, do it the could, other way. Could could this could this actually fit in like that uh, prime remolded bulkhead? So that's something that people were bouncing around. I, you'd have to modify that thing, I think. But I kind of want to try to get Cloud Brawn now, so I can have like a brawn in a brawn in a brawn. <laughs> Just Russian doll bronze. And then you attach that brawn to the back of Unicron, and the circle's complete. What if what if you did up like a Metroplex? Because since he's all white, you can start it out as white, and then make like a a, a green and yellow Metroplex at the prime cloud brawn fits into that this one fits into <laughs> that the headmaster fits into this is, this is so, a beautiful era i, I mean we, somewhere we, somewhere in there we need to cram him into like a grandest too just big clamshell robot they finish off the original seven headmasters i'm like what else are you gonna do other than down the road maybe some more headmasters it's like all right from now on titan's return is all about brawn the adventures <laughs> of brawn and how he's secretly actually a titan master in layers of bodies which I'm totally cool with. Um, speaking of Titan Masters, we also got to see some new Titan Masters. I'm not sure if the links I gave you guys actually have enough pictures of all of them, but I'm sure you saw them over the weekend. Um, it's, a, it's a couple of them. I think we'd seen some of them before, but uh, Repugnus is definitely new. That's two out of three monster bots done. Uh, the little Repugnus uh, vehicle thing, that like it, it straight up turns into the most iconic part of Repugnus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then turns into like a pair of scissors or something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, is that a remold of Fangry? Because like the 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 I guess beast modes look so alike with the Titan Master as the stomach. Maybe it's the same like skeletal. Yeah, you know, yeah. It looks like it's got the same. Like yeah, it, you, yeah, it's it's, got... just, it's the same design concept. Okay. I I this is a point where you know the same with Scourge highbrow where it's like it's yeah i guess it's kind of a remold but every part of it's different yeah the, the wording it just seems really... the skeletal redesign the, the wording remold is definitely not quite the same now as it used to right be. now <laughs> um uh, tj uh, as as someone who has had interest in twinferno uh, how are you feeling about repugnus uh that's kind of adorable this tiny little this tiny little bug man. I, I'm actually quite eager for this. I have no idea what he transforms into, and I don't care. He's just gonna sit there in bug mode. I mean, those are just they're it's scissors. You know, it's a punch it's dagger. A, it's a, yeah, it's a punch dagger stabby <clears throat> thing with feet on the end. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? It's repugnus. He. <laughs> it's a thing that then turns into pocket repugnus. Yeah. 
Uh, he gave Repugnus little like fly wings. That's all I'm imagining him as. Didn't he? Didn't he always have little wings on the back? No, no. He had this thing that was supposed to be a wing pack, like a beetle. Oh, but okay. There were no wings. Yeah, yeah. They weren't. They weren't quite as triangular. Um. Also, I I think this was new. Have we seen Shuffler before? No. I want to say, yeah, I want to say we saw his name previewed, but we didn't actually see him. Because that looks like a damn good little toy, regardless of the Titan Master part. Like a little elephant that turns into a little tank. Like that's that's some like Sentai Mecha type stuff. Yeah, this is this is what I've been loving about the Titan Masters is they're just when they're the good like little playable things. I mean the um, the dinosaur two um, are still like constant little fiddle fidget things. Because mm-hmm. the little Titan Master arms become the dinosaur arms. That's the way that these need to be, not some of the early ones of, like, I don't know, it, like, folds in half and then he kind of tucks in it. Yeah, after after the early ones having multiple vehicles where it was just turn it upside down and fold wings out, I was kind of like, well, I mean, these aren't bad. But the Titan Master vehicles are getting so imaginative. Like, I, I did not think that that price point was going to be a font of creativity the way it is becoming. Mm-hmm. Um. I've got the feeling that first, like, wave or wave and a half was just them trying to, like, figure it out. Yeah. Because this wave is, like, these are, like, Repugnus and Vangry are, I mean, Ape Face as well, really. Wave 2 is kind of showing its hand already. They've got straight up, they aren't full replacements for the characters, but they're they're damn close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, like, I think Shuffler, to me, Shuffler is, like, a real just step ahead of the, the pack for how much his tank mode does not look like his elephant mode. So he's actually pulling off, like, a lot of transformation as well. Like, it helps that an elephant is kind of a big block either mm-hmm. way. But I'm I'm really liking Shuffler. Uh, and, I mean, the other one, we've seen uh, Swoop. I think we saw Swoop at Toy Fair. So, or Tarot. Um, nothing really new there. TJ, how, how are you feeling about Shuffler? He is awesome. Like, I love the little tank mode. I love how much it transforms. It's this is really cool homage to a toy we never got in the first place. Mm. Which I love that Titan's Return has this adventurous spirit to it. Or we can just do this goofy little elephant that turns into a tank. And hey, it's based on a Japanese headmaster. About uh, a dozen people in America actually know. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to put it. Um, Titan's Return for a line where like after a line that kind of had an easy template to follow which is everyone's a combiner so it's like all right every wave's a combiner team i'm not saying it was simple to make and they had to be creative still but you have this template you can fall to that that kind of is a safety net with titans return when you say everyone's a headmaster it's like all right we're gonna do like seven of the main headmasters in wave one and two it's like what else are you going to do they are really just going for it like there's a confidence and of experimentation and like you said an adventurous feel to this whole line that is really fun to watch i did not think i'd be seeing stuff like this especially like this early like in the same year it came out stuff like shuffler looks like wave six sort of stuff like the stuff at the very end of the line Mm -hmm. Um, we finally got it figured out it's really cool you get no more yeah, you know, like we're getting that in frigging. I mean, Ape Face really brought it in Wave Two. Like we're oh, we're, yeah. we're getting it right up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Wave Two of the Deluxes is like, you know, for all for all the the construction faults here and there. And speaking as someone who's not bored of the dead end transformation, I mean, I thought Wave Two Deluxes were a tour de force already. Um, 
Aaron, what do you think they could, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're obviously getting their money's worth out of some of these little guys too. Like, what do you think Shuffler could be redone as even just with new colors? Oh, wasn't there, um, and is this maybe echoing towards, wasn't there those animal headmasters? I think that's what Shuffler's already touching yeah. on. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm trying it to was. think if, if there are others. Well, we're, we know we're getting a, we're, we know we're getting the lion that was based right. on one of those as well. Yeah. I mean, what if they go to some of the unused concepts that, like, way back Head Robots was touching on? Right, like the Cobra one and oh, the, I, uh, I want the Cobra. was it a Scorpion God. one? Uh, I think there was a lizard, too. That was supposed to go, like, yeah, the Scorpion one was supposed to be, like, Scorponok, potentially. Yeah. And then, yeah, a lizard one, yeah. Like, more animal things, especially if you can do it as well as, like, Shuffler here, where it's, it's you know, an elephant and then also a tank thing, where you can get, like, a variety out of it. Because I'm I'm a big fan of Head Robot's Cobra Headmaster. Just I think I think it's the only one that made it to production of the animal ones that they did. Like mm-hmm. they had a they had a, a prototype of the iguana that I messed with back in 2013. But that's it. Um, I would love to see a Titans Return take on the snake. You know, like where the snake is being piloted. Uh, that would be a cool thing to see. So mm-hmm. much, so many cool things that could be seen in this. Like I'm I'm really I thought that the single pack Titans masters were going to be the most forgettable part of this. And they're like, they're, they are starting to become the memorable part of this line. Uh, and that's amidst some stiff competition. Um, if we, if we move on up to, uh, to deluxes, uh, we've seen, we got some stuff that we've seen before. Um, the real big new one here is perceptor, uh, who is a deluxe triple changer Titan master with a working microscope feature. And, uh, his, uh, what's his name? Convex, the Titan Master, returns mm-hmm. into his head, based on the G1 toy with the faceplate. And according to, I think I saw in a Unicron.com post, uh, in talking to some of the Hasbro guys, the idea is that Convex is his miniaturized self that he uses for scientific exploration. Uh, and then in microscope mode, the place for the MicroMaster to, or for the Titan Master to chill out is just lying on the bed of the microscope, being looked at by the lens. Uh, and then, like the tank mode, there are like slide out treads on the front. Like it's 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 kind of an actual mode. Uh, I I think this perceptor looks really cool. Like I mean, it, he's not going to be a perfect perceptor for everyone, but uh, I feel like his proportions are on. He's he's hitting all the right marks. They put two kind of useless little sniper things on his gun to call back to the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks like a, a super solid deluxe. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about him? Uh, I think it looks good. I'm still kind of confounded that, like, the official images that we have for him does show, what's what's the text on that one? Perceptor cockpit microscope. What, it's not really in yeah, that's how the he drives cockpit. The, that's how he drives the microscope. Just lay here in the specimen table and smoosh another piece of glass on top of you. and Maybe he's got buttons in stare there. Stare at you, maybe. I don't know. But I, I do like that it's a triple changer because the original Perceptor, even though it wasn't in the original instructions, was also a triple changer to be a, again, a working telescope and a tank of thing. Yeah. So I dig it. I'm only like, this is kind of across the board. The only bummer really um, I'm having with this guy specifically is American Titan Masters are horrifically underpainted. Like, that's kind of how they're pulling this off. And having, like, the draw to me of the Japanese versions of these toys, more than anything else, is the fully painted Titan Masters. Because when they have, like, multiple paint apps on their robot modes, they look really cool. 
Perceptor's little guy, the sculpt looks so great. He's got red shins, and then from the knees up, he's just unpainted black. Yeah. It's like, damn. You know? Still, though, it's it's the price differential oh, yeah. is, is rough. Like, like I can, you know, the, the I, I've said before, like the 4,000 yen price on the, the deluxes in Japan that come with the extra vehicle is brutal. 4,000 yen for one of those toys makes every fault stick out ten times more. A good chunk of that extra cost has gone into painting uh, stuff like the Titan Masters, though, or like um, the the painted version of of the of Nucleon that came with Galvatron. It's like the rest of that toy. I hate that lavender color, but the Headmaster looks so good. Uh, the the little painted version of Cancer that came with Shockwave or Ghost Shooter with Wheelie, like they they look so good with those paint apps. Uh, DJ, uh, just speaking of Perceptor, uh, how did you feel when you saw this? Um, quite happy because that uh, the last version of Perceptor we got, I was never entirely happy with in the first place. It looks kind of Perceptor-ish, but not the way I want him to look. Uh, this is the Perceptor I wanted. This is this is the way I want it. This is. It's interesting to me that amongst Titan Masters, you have two schools of thought, which uh, is either a just. Make it as close to the G1 as possible and give it a lot more joints. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen that a lot of Wave 1 Deluxes were like that. We're getting six shot, which is, that's pretty much what it is. And, you know, that's what we got here with Perceptor. And then the other, which is Total Reinvention, which is where we get things like Mind Wipe and Alpha Trion. Yeah. Now, I like that they went that route because it is so hard to, like, convince a kid. Well, it's a toy microscope. Oh, the throw in that tank mode is just such a great way to kind of slip the microscope mode in. Oh, right. You know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I would. It would not surprise me if when the packaging comes out, the tank mode is actually the one they promote. But the microscope has like a working little magnifier lens in it. So it's like they didn't skimp on that either. Well, to be fair, a pla- piece of plastic with the right curvature to it's going to do that like, I, I know but it's, it's, it's to, to, it's to not, go that far right like yeah it's, it's not like you're going to actually be able to like put a slide on that little tray and actually see microbes and oh yeah, yeah. amoebas and all that but but to replicate basically the the faux magnification gimmick of the g1 original is is a step it's the kind of thing that i that i would assume would be on a whiteboard and might make it to the higher price japanese version uh mm-hmm. the, the idea that that might be something happening in the titans return version tickles me uh also looking at the way that his microscope mode looks and like i don't know how the toy works and there might be photos disproving this already it looks to me like it's possible that maybe there's enough space to leave the head attached when he's in microscope mode like i'm wondering if that might be a mm-hmm. design conceit that might start showing up as the line goes on of like these are headmasters, but for especially for characters who weren't headmasters originally, or you know, even more so iconic like mm. main cast characters. What if they just leave enough space in the alt modes where it's like you could leave a head in there? I okay, looking at the close-up shot of his little tiny self piloting the tank mode, I can you can see the socket there. That's not going to allow that. Hang on, I gotta go find the actual. I was looking at the CAD photos. I am uh, looking for... at the cat photo. Oh, really? Yeah. Where's the socket on that one? I no, can't see get... things. 
Oh yeah, because I mean that, that that black platform is kind of over. I thought that black platform was over top of it, and then there might. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It's no, that's the top. Up. That's the top of his shoulders. Oh. Aren't his shoulders flipped upside down there? Like what? Oh, this is this is the oh, problem geez, with not I... owning the toy. Yeah. It's... That's the thing, right? Like, I just feel like it looks like maybe there's an allowance in there. Uh, it, it would, I'm, I'm not going to be mad if there isn't. It just, it's, it would be a cool secret little design conceit to start slipping in. Like, it already is there on some toys. Um, like, uh, what is it? Leader Prime. Granted, he's a remold of Magnus, but it's pretty easy to just leave the Titan Master in the helmet. Uh, and and. It's not like a hard. It's not hard to fit that back into the cab. Um, that was. The, I think that was the only new deluxe that we saw. Everyone else here, I think we've talked about already at length, from uh, Toy Fair reveals and and the sh the the other convention whose name I forgot, where some more of them were revealed. <laughs> uh, I think. I think so. This is our first look at the CAD for Dub Dubaru, and there was a cool, yet another cool reference in here. He's an eye patched little lion man who is somewhat recognizable as one of the main characters from the uh, appearance of the Battle Beasts in, uh, was it Master Force or Headmasters? I forgot which. It's Headmasters. Uh, where there's, like, the Beast Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this looks like the little eye patch dude from the Beast Planet. That's, like, another super cool thing to just slip in there, especially since he's the the Titan Master for the friggin' two-headed dragon. So it's it's piloted by a little a little lion pirate man. Uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, I was looking at some of the other Titan Masters, double cr or trigger happies. Uh, I can't tell if there's any homage in that design. And uh, broadsides looks like I should be seeing something. That looks like a familiar robot body, but I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I love the fact that like I can look at these little guys and like find stuff. Or um, I keep forgetting what his his new name is. But Black Shadow, his Titan Master looks like one of the Overlord. Uh, Gee, I wonder why. Godmasters? I'm trying I'm, I'm mixing up all my names and terminologies. Yeah, I wonder why. For, for sure. <laughs> but uh before we get there, um let's talk about the Voyager stuff. We finally get a good look at Broadside, uh who's got a hell of a battleship mode with it looks like the landing strip might be sticker. And uh he it seems he comes with a little sprue of aerial bots. Like, they're, the little sprue of jets are based on the Combiner Wars aerial bots. Uh, I saw someone saying that those might not... I got a reply on Twitter saying, uh, how do you know those are going to pass the choking test? Those are so small. The way the choking test works, it has to either be too big to go into a throat or too small to get stuck. Yeah. These fall into the realm of too small to get stuck. Yep. There's also a, a funny thing in that the Fans Project version of Broadside from many years ago, I believe, came with a sprue of small warbot fans project vehicles yep so i actually have it right here in hand right now damn i was gonna go try still to in the mine. plastic wrap you, you didn't paint them you didn't get out no. the toothpick start dabbing in those cockpits no oh uh so he's, he's got a, a damn good little battleship mode i think that his robot mode looks great in the cad where the, the physical <laughs> test shot they had was using like a really dark gray instead of instead of a really light gray on some parts which I thought looked terrible, so I'm hoping that the finished version has colors closer to the CAD model. Uh, that and the uh, stickers that seem like they didn't 
stick quite so much. Yeah, that Autobot insignia was having a hard time. <laughs> this is the specific one I remember. Yeah. Uh, but I think his robot mode looks really good. I'm going to come out and say it. I like his jet mode. It's stupid. It's got a giant butt. But, like, it, it, it's it's good enough. You know? <laughs> like, it, it looks... It's, I, I said the same thing about the Octane Optimus Prime jet mode. It looks enough like a dumb 80s toy jet that I feel satisfied. I'm not going to tell you not to see the, all the problems with it. I'm not going to tell you it's aerodynamic ever. I might try to tell you it's like a Macross jet where that big chunk in the back... It's totally fast packs, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, thrust solves all problems. Yeah, just push hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um... The other thing that we got from the show floor pictures is that the cockpit on his chest is not the cockpit of the jet. In fact, in the renders here, you can see his chest cockpit behind the jet cockpit. It's kind of funny. Uh, but I think this looks this looks like a fun broadside. Like you know, you know who doesn't get enough toys ever? Broadside. Uh, well, so I, I like that his um, cockpit for finger quotes for his. Um aircraft carrier mode is you just like split open the tower and he just sits there <laughs> it's just a giant robot sitting there <laughs> looking over all the little planes uh before anyone says it yes it does look a bit like a toilet but not enough like a toilet uh but yeah that i mean that also the the titan master sitting right there it's not precise but if you have the toy you might i feel like that's a, a very vague throwback to tidal wave making the whole idea of this thing getting redone as Tidal Wave seem more likely to me. Because um, that that was kind of the area where Tidal Wave's Minicon popped up out of, folded up into a little weird box. Uh, no. Kind of? One part of the battleship had a he thing was, come up? No, he, he was in the landing strip. Yeah, so, you know, this is right next to the landing strip. Like as, I said, as very... in it's the one part that is not a landing strip. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I said, very vague. Uh, as, as, as I implied. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about Voyager Broadside? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to put it this way. The jet mode is ridiculous. I'm not buying Broadside for the jet mode. I would, I would go as far as to say that I don't know a single person who specifically buys a Broadside with the hopes of a solid jet mode. Yeah. It's like it's a novelty that they tried to get one to work in that big chunky body, but you, you know, you know what? In the end, it's just a jet mode. We've seen worse Transformers try to make a jet as a third mode. We've seen worse ones in this toy line try to make a jet as a third mode. I'm happy this one just has a, a an actual cockpit. Yeah, the the front half looks good, and I think that. I mean, obviously, that huge chunk is mostly just his legs arched up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure once people start getting the toy, it will be feasible to start playing around with fan modes. Oh, of course. Uh, like, here's an easy one you could probably do. Just don't have the knees and hips bent. Have the legs just stick straight out the back. Then at least he'll have a flatter profile, if you really want. Call it a, call it a MIG. MIGs are long jets. <laughs> <laughs> Like, other than that, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, I'm buying it because we don't get any other aircraft carrier Transformers. This is the first one since the last tidal wave that I can remember. And that part looks really cool. Yeah. The aerial, the tiny aerial bots is are an awesome touch. I'm waiting 
I said it on Twitter. I'm waiting for the first customizer who's crazy enough to actually chop those up into a tiny Superion. I don't know if that's actually even possible. You might be surprised. <laughs> I mean, go for it. You need like a diamond saw for that kind of thing. <laughs> the tiniest and sharpest sharpie or like an exacto knife I can find. Yeah. Because you'd need to cut. You'd need to probably cut the silver bolt jet in half and then glue it together to get the chest plate stuff to sort of line up. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think about the logistics of doing this. I should you, stop. You may be better off making yourself a very tiny mold using the excess sprue plastic to melt it down and, and make one. And just make it in the shape of a little person and draw a superior face on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm digging this broadside. Uh, Aaron, how, how do you feel about... about I mean, you, you pointed out. How, how, how do you feel about that bridge? Uh, I think it's... It's kind of cool uh, in a, a funny, goofy way. Just the fact that you've got these jets that are supposed to be the aerial bot, so you've got the scale. It, it's just the whole scale of broadside issue. Yeah. Of You're an aircraft carrier that also turns into a jet, which means like mass shifting beyond mass shifting here. And now there's a giant, tiny person. And, right. <laughs> taking a poop in the middle of everything <laughs> um yeah it's it, it's the the ludicrousosity or the ludicrousness however you however you'd say L- that lud- ludicrosity ludicrosity of a jet that turns into an aircraft carrier um but i think of a way to give him a thing to do as the aircraft carrier it's fun I maybe having this be a case where he integrates like folds maybe over the other way and then becomes an enlarged bridge. Maybe I'm Would sure been that's, an idea, that's, but I'm sure that's still doable to some yeah, degree. Just kind of the same way that some of the Titan Masters have been uh, for on the Titan Master scale becomes a part of the th- of the alt mode in new and unexpected ways. Yeah, or even. I still really like the way Braun does it for his little Jeep, where he just becomes a chunk in the middle that's kind of like a roof. Right, right. Um, but yeah, man, Broadside is, is looking cool. Uh, I, I would love to see a Tidal Wave version of this, because I'm a big Tidal Wave fan, and Tidal Wave does not get many toys. So another transforming one would put happiness in me. Uh, I think that was the only new Voyager that we saw there. So we should talk about the new leader toy. They finally revealed the tank and the jet that combine into a robot and also have an iconic base mode. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sky Shadow. Maybe you remember him as Black Shadow. Uh, I love the cheekiness and I love I love the idea that I don't know if it actually happened, but I wish that if someone said, hey, is this going to be Overlord? Their response was, I'm sorry, who's Overlord? Like, I, I, I want there to be... Until an Overlord toy is on the shelves, I want Hasbro to just pretend Overlord doesn't exist. Or even even better, never make Overlord. Just make all his repaints. Just that'd, keep, that'd be fun. Just keep this going for as long as possible. See, I can entirely see that. Right? Like, I never heard a single thing about Overlord from New York Comic Con, so I want to believe every time anyone asked, like, John Warren's just like, I'm oh, sorry, who's Overlord? Well, the cons- well, the thing what you want to think about here is well, 
maybe this is like maybe this is just how they released that mold and it was just a car that wanted to do overlord that'd be hilarious even though there's all this i mean when they did the live stream this is the first time i'd heard it uh they've john warden very specifically referred to both leader toys as phase sixers as though that was kind of the the new gimmick for the leader toys is they're going to be the phase sixers because it's like six shot and sky shadow Mm -hmm. and it's like yo overlord was also a phase sixer what are you doing to me (laughs) they finally just say look we didn't have the budget for the teal plastic yeah, we ran out of teal plastic. Okay, we have a lot of we, black we can, plastic. We can we can do it in black because that you can do that with recycled plastic. You just turn it up and yeah, bunch of dump a bunch of guck into it and make it black. But teal, like man, no, you got to go like to the teal mines and deal with those people. <laughs> the and teal, mines. teal mines, it's just not going to work. That mine they have over in Eastern Asia, where all the teal plastic yeah. naturally grows yeah, in the rock. Uh, <laughs> it's uh it's a more complex issue than what a lot of people believe look yeah. look, look i'm not a fan of it because of all that teal slave labor that involves yeah i, re- I really was also thing to do i was really hoping that someone might have tried to work around such a thing and go like hey john warden is uh sky shadow gonna be redone as gigatron and like see if that was the code word where they would just pull overlord out from under the desk and go like ah someone cracked the code well done uh, and to, you get the the other leg that's hiding underneath the desk. To homage Heroes of Cybertron, the the Gigatron version of this will have all its glu- its joints just glued tight in one pose. Uh, Sky Shadow, though, let's talk about him a little bit. Obviously, he's an Overlord esque figure. Um, something that I only saw at the live stream when they did the live stream, they actually pulled him in half uh, to show that they 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 said it was interesting puzzle play. So something that's not showing up in all these photos, when they pull them in half, there's actually a, sp- a kind of a spinal column extending up out of the tank. So it's kind okay. of the tank has a big spine that the jet torso slips over to lock in place. So that was kind of cool. Um, the uh, the other the, the the two the two vehicle modes I think look look okay. Like the Sky Shadow jet is obviously the highlight here because it looks a whole lot like Black Shadow. Um, they also removed the head on this guy on the live stream. Most of that helmet is just sitting there. As you, I mean, you can already tell from what the Titan Master turns into, mm-hmm. but it's like the top half of the helmet on him and Six Shot. Just the forehead of the helmet flips up on a hinge, and like the big ears are just sitting there. So it's again maybe a case made for maybe these guys. You can just leave the heads installed when they're transforming because the helmet is is not really compressing a whole lot. Um, right. I also want to say, as Black Shadow, I don't think this looks all that great. I don't think it looks bad, but I think that the wings being so small, um, maybe because I'm now used to how Black Shadow tends to look in comics and in his, his generation like toy. Like capey wings? Yeah. I, I think this looks like a sort of half-naked Black Shadow. Um, he looks way too chunky to me to be Black Shadow, again, because most of my personal imagery for Black Shadow is now anything but the Pretender toy. Um, and I've, I haven't looked at the Pretender toy in a while. I don't know if this guy's closer to those proportions. I don't think he looks terrible. It's just I, I think he lo- he looks kind of chunky. Uh, I'd like to know how he feels. I'd like to know what his posability is like. But uh, he excites me more so for carrying on what seems to be a funny joke. Uh, also, the combined vehicle mode's hilarious. Did you guys see it? Yeah, it's that was in the, uh, in the CAD models. Yeah. yeah. It's like the inverse of Energon Megatron. Put this here. <laughs> uh actually energon megatron would be a really cool repaint of this no the the cool thing would be if the the cool thing would be if 
the tank mode was Armada, the jet mode was Energon, and That's then, what the I mean. combi- then the combined mode had parts of Cybertron. Yeah, like do Unicron Trilogy Megatron out of this. That would be super cool. And then, like, the Headmaster would be Leader One. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, TJ, how do you feel about, about Sky Shadow here? Such a weird choice going on and the thing is my brain just kind of racks itself because why wasn't this like this or that like and all of it goes to marketing and the old hasbro of we can't have two similar looking toys at the same time because if this is coming out along with six shot you can't do you can't do overlord because you still get the the whites and the green blues type color scheme going on at the same time okay what about well, if you're going to do Black Shadow, why didn't why didn't you do like Thunderwing? And like, oh wait, same problem. Still, I mean that similar color scheme thing. I'm, I know it's a thing, but sometimes in the last little while, I mean, Commander Wars accepting, of course. Like even Wave One, there there were a whole there were two blue guys in Deluxe Wave One, and they're packaged in robot mode. Yeah, but they so, weren't forty five dollar blue guys. Yeah, I, I guess. But yeah, I, I mean, obviously, if this is being done as, as, as Sky Shadow, I'm sure that there's already thought being put into doing this as Thunderwing. This will probably be done as Overlord. That's the thing. So I don't know how much... I, I don't know how many legs you have on leader-class toys, because we've only gotten... I, I can't remember the last time a leader-class toy got used three times. Well, I think the way to think about this is Six Shot and Sky Shadow, I would not be surprised if they are the end for new leader designs in Titan's Return. Possible, especially if they're shipping in the same wave. I would expect that, like waves four, five, six, if that's the ones on the, the right numbers, would probably be things like whatever the six shot repaint is, Overlord. Yeah, cause, yeah well, yeah, because we we had rumor of Quick Switch, but there's also the thing was there was the air quote the list, yeah, and everything that got revealed was on the list. Mm-hmm. So now that makes me think back to like the Death Saurus that was on the list. This okay, repaint this into Death Saurus. <laughs> no, and don't. Th- and ship it with a photograph of just a big middle finger. <laughs> Go like, listen, stop leaking stuff. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just hoping. I'm sitting here hoping Death Saurus isn't just a really lame repaint of uh, Twin Inferno. I would be okay with that. Call him. Don't call him Death Saurus. Call him like. Violence Saurus, <laughs> Death Saurus Junior, um, Har- Harm Saurus. Yeah, Harm Saurus. I also forgot to point out um, the base mode. We only saw that at the preview night. Like the base mode is so hinky, they didn't even really make a CAD model for it. Overlord's base mode's never been amazing, so I, I don't really mind. Uh, this base mode it looks like it's actually just the robot squatting backwards. Now that I'm looking at it again. Because he's just in robot mode with his legs swiveled back. So hey, it's a base mode. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about Sky Shadow? Um, I I think I'll get both of these leaders. Um, the kind of one stacked on top of the other mode is funny, but mm-hmm. in the same way of like, well, we kind of have to have an all-in-one robot or uh, all-in-one vehicle mode. And I don't know. There's a peg here. There's a hole here. All right, fine, whatever. Move on. Um. But no, I, I dig it. I like the way that both of their weapons come together to make the robot mode weapon or that they can be separate weapons. Mm. 
Uh, they show them combined for the CAD. I kind of wish that they had an image of the jet without the gun underneath it, because I think then that would give that jet a whole lot better lines on its own. But Yeah, once I realized that that was an accessory, I was like, oh, I could pull that off and stick it. Like, there's even a peg hole way up at the top on the gold part where I'd rather mm-hmm. stick that thing. Because, uh, yeah, that looks really awkward. Um looks way better like you can you can i mean you could even photoshop that thing out with an eraser and you'd be you'd get a good look at the nose cone right um but no i'm i'm interested in digging them all so far i mean there was nothing really fresh on six shot right aside from they they removed his head during the live stream and it works the same as black shadow's helmet Did, had we seen before where they have you take the titan master and plug it in so that the wolf has a headband thing uh, no, I don't think we had seen that before. Because uh, there's, like, one photo that seems, like, uh, from TFW that yeah. they took it specifically to show that. It was like, oh, okay, that's a neat I thing. I think in that photo, though, aren't his, aren't Six Shot's eyes poking up out of there, too? Uh, maybe saw, a little I bit, I saw yeah. a photo of that, and that looked hilarious. Like, he was peeking up out of the wolf head. Yeah, like, it looks like that. Like, it may need to be seated down a little <laughs> bit further. I think it was, yeah, there was one that was taken a little bit more forward on the wolf. Yeah, so, something about Six Shot that has come to light, I think, is that the 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 headband of his helmet is a little too thick. Because even in even when it's folded down the right way, in most lighting, it makes it look like his helmet is folded down over his eyes. Mm-hmm. The upside of that is now that I've seen how that helmet works, where that part just flips up, that would be not an easy mod, but at least a conceptually simple one of of dremeling down the width of that headband um or if that if that hinged part is not pinned and you can just pop it off someone could just make a new skull cap mm-hmm. so that seems easy to to solve um oh there was a six shot thing i heard apparently someone asked john warden if he would hold the submarine mode upside down and john warden explicitly refused i don't know you don't submarines <laughs> don't go upside down i don't yeah i don't know what you're talking about yeah, that's what I said. I was like, well, of course John Warden didn't hold the submarine upside down. That's because who holding submarines upside down sounds like a stupid thing that idiots do. Like, mm-hmm. why would you hold the submarine upside down? What does that mean? Everyone in the in the submarine would, would fall onto the ceiling. It would be stupid. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Don't hold submarines upside down. I, I would love for him to be that adamant about it. That's what I mean. That's like, what I hope, right? <laughs> like, not even aware of what the gun mode looks like. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. No, and, and then he starts insulting you for even suggesting holding a submarine upside down. Like, what are you stupid? Do you, what? Who holds submarines upside down? They're they're the right way up for a reason. Don't you know what a periscope is? Are you some kind of idiot? <laughs> just leaving. He's just yelling at you as you're walking away. Uh, I think that about does it for all the new toys revealed because we'd seen Kickback before, right? He was yeah. at that Shanghai thing, yeah. Um. Is there anything else about about the preview nights or the CAD models that you guys wanted to touch on? Any any new thoughts seeing these toys? I don't think so. Um, I like the photos of the Dyak Optimus Prime box that looks like it has had immense shelf wear. Yeah, like or the all uh, the corners are chewed up and somebody's stepped on it. This is how it'll look like in your stores. Well, it probably will. <laughs> Or that, that really sad realization of that, like, seeing the Megatron and he has the chest stickers applied at the factory. Yeah. It's like, not mm. only do they look bad, they're probably going to be crooked. I don't. I bet no one is going to keep those on for any defensible reason. 
Yeah. These are definitely like, I hope Broadside doesn't come with a big Autobot sticker on him because yeah. I think just his chest is going to look better with that if they've got any sort of detail underneath it. Yeah. That's that's my only concern with some of this. And again, we're looking at like, you know, from early production to or early pre-production or whatever to like final release stuff. So the state of some of this sticker and paint is always in question. For sure. And I mean, Repro Labels is doing sticker sheets for like every single Titans Return right. release. Uh, Ocean is doing official sticker sheets in, in Hong Kong for all these things. So it's like the main sticker woe that I have is a the small one is kind of sucks that I feel like I'm paying for a sticker I'm never going to use. Uh, mm-hmm. But B, like the factory applied ones means that when I remove them, what if they've been sit- sitting on the toy long enough that there's a bunch of residue? Like, that's my main worry about broadside. Right. If that faction logo is on the clear cockpit, I'm also going to have to clear all the goop off of that thing. And it's right. not hard. It's just annoying. Yeah, no. My concern is more like there are people that aren't crazy and do a whole lot of customizing to their own toys. Did you, did you know that? Did you realize that well, there are we, people out there that just want yeah, to just want to buy the toy and play with it and don't have to reach them yet? We have to reach d- them. Don't to, don't have to dunk it in floor polish and black magic in order to make things I'm, work. Uh, I'm, I'm, I recorded a piece of my Skull Smasher review and I, I I referred to you as my friend at TFCon, but I talked about the hips and that's that's all I get is a friend at TFCon. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I mentioned, yeah, my friend at TFCon uh, proved to me that these are tightenable. In fact, his were so tight I couldn't move the thigh swivels. Uh, look forward to that, Aaron. All I get is a friend at TF. I know a guy. Oh, Aaron, you have to watch the next V build I put up. It's the one I shot at the YouTube space. I talked about A falls a whole lot, and I, I, I cut a lot of it for time because it was too long. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember if I left it in, but at some point in there, I think I even said a fall is such an engineer kind of thing. like such a mathematic, like acronym to call oneself. Uh, it makes sense since most of the a falls I know are also engineers. Um, Aaron, by the way, is probably going to throw a toy at my face when we get yes. to CFCon. So I'm kind of building him up for that. So here's the real thing. Do I like give you the head? Well, no, we got to film it. I could probably get two people to point cameras at you. Oh, I'm going to set up a camera. And and then just be like, hey, Chris, you turn around. Oh, oh, surprise. Yeah. Because I've been, oh, man. Because it has been going through my head. (laughs) How do I take a toy to the face in package so the corner of the card doesn't hit me in the eye? Like, how do I protect against that? Not. Uh-huh. And so I've been like thinking about like and I've been imagining what the impacts will be like, all the predictable impacts, but what would the worst case impacts be, the freak accident uh, impacts? Like I've been going over this in my head. I haven't even thought about it. And the then idea. what I'll See, do is I just I just get you worried about it that that's the way that we're going to do it and then just wait till like Sunday at the podcast panel and go, "Oh, here I got it for you." And just like lightly lob it towards you. Yeah. No, just have you just have you just just nervous and just working on an ulcer the whole weekend. I'm just like, wincing. Oh, here, here you go. Every time you walk in the room, I just just jerking slightly. I'm like, is he going? Oh. You shouldn't have warned him because there's such a part of me that just wanted you to show up, hand Chris a camera, you know, tell Chris to start rolling the camera and just do like documentary style. Follow you around as you make this plan to throw a toy at someone's face. <laughs> he he just gets get, twitchy anytime get, anybody walks in a room, not just me. 
Well, he, you see, he had to tell me so I wouldn't go buy one for myself. I, I what know. I was, what I, I was gonna I say. Know. I know, but I would love, I would have loved just like 10 minutes of just walking around, building up to us, like you anticipating like who was going to get hit with this toy. And then all of a sudden he turns around, throws it at you. Like how great would it be though, if he did that? And I'm like, but I got it already. And he's like, yeah, so this was all just for nothing. You got hit in the face for nothing. And he just walks away. (laughs) And he, well, first he says, help sick kids, drops his URL, then walks away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh... TJ, was there anything else uh, from these, rev- these these reveals that you wanted to talk about? Any, any fresh thoughts? Uh, I didn't think they could make me love Twinferno more, and they did. Mm-hmm. I love that little head. I, lo- I love seeing the the cat images actually show me how this thing transforms, and it's amazing. I, I've actually been resisting s- sussing out some of the transformations. Because I'm like, I'm, it's a natural thing to do. But I'm like, I've enjoyed enough of them that I kind of want to just go in blind. Okay. Knowing the transformations you like, I would say don't stare at Twinferno too much. Yeah, no, I've been... I think you're going to really if I'm if I'm right, you're going to really like that one. He he looks like a toy that's gonna do everything in its damnedest that it can do to get me to like it, despite having palm up elbows. And I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Um, the only thought I want to throw out there is seeing pictures of him on the show floor here at, at the New York Comic Con event. I still really like the the, the Octane Optimus Prime. Uh, there's a, he, much like Broadside's Jet Mode. Plenty about this toy that I can't defend. I still like it. Here come the Octane Police to tell me how wrong I am. That was really well timed, but. I want to know what crime syndicate lives in your neighborhood. It's I said it, it's called old people live in tall buildings and fall downstairs. I, I still don't believe you. No, I make sure that that's what's happening. Trust me. What? What? Sorry, I can't. Skype must have cut out for a second. What? Optimus Prime looks great. Uh, <laughs> even even <laughs> one, one, one day this episode is going to be known as Exhibit B. I know it. <laughs> even even his jet mode. Like, his jet mode is, like, exactly the same case you can talk about with broadsides. That jet mode looks, like, like nonsense, but it does so in such a confident way. Like, it's got this, it's got a, it's got a tube body, there's a cockpit on the front. It's just, it's, it says to me in a voice very loudly through its design, No, those aren't two halves of a truck cab, those are boosters. And it, the way that it's it has them mounted there is in a way it just tells me like every time I would say no, those are truck cabs, like the toy would just slap me in the face and go like no, they're boosters. Say it again. They're truck cabs. No, they're boosters. Say it again. They're they're, they're truck truck cab boosters. They're boosters. Truck tell me how boosters. tell me how many lights you see. Yeah, this thing's gonna pull some Cardassian tricks on me. There's your Star Trek for the episode. I can't even defend that ideal because I do the same thing to really like my classics Astro Train in shuttle mode. Yeah. Like, I think there's a, there's no solid term for it, but there is a thing with Transformers especially of, like, I like this toy, and I somehow even like the fact that one of its alt modes is kind of garbage in in very clear, specific ways. But I still like it. Uh... Yeah, I don't think there's anything else other than, like, I on Twitter I had this weird little backstory I was making up in my head for how Repugnus, Repugnus and Twinferno are like a couple, but and Repugnus is just a really vile, hateful person. 
who 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 just is constantly abusing Twinferno because he's he's got a Napoleon complex and Twinferno is the one who has a real body. Repugnus is just a, a tiny dumb little Titan master. But every time Twinferno is trying to be nice and he's like, hey, do, do, do you want to work the body? Repugnus is like, no, I don't need your charity, idiot. And just like leaves the room and then cries. Like the, the story of Repugnus and Twinferno is Twinferno gives Repugnus a Christmas present. Repugnus just tells him all Christmas Eve, Christmas Day about how stupid the present is. On the 26th, he opens it and it's beautiful and he loves it. And then he goes to his room and cries. That's the story of the monster bots in Titan's Return. Until I'm proven wrong. Uh, I think that's about it for the Titan's Return stuff. There is some rid to talk about. In my opinion, there is rid to effin' talk about. Uh, we got two new warrior toys. One of them is a heavy retool of Megatronus into a guy who is not bludgeon. Uh, I don't remember his name, but I saw it on Twitter. Do either of you guys know what his name is? No, because looking at him, oh, I would I say, hey, that's bludgeon. He's not. Oh. Like, he looks like it, but... I mean, it's Blast Wave. Blast Wave, yes. Because I can remember it was the other generic name add add-ons crammed together. Yeah, it's like Blast Wave and the jet was called, like, Storm Bomb or something. I, I, want, it, I want him to be the brother of Shock Blast. That's what I want. Uh, Storm Shot is the fully new warrior toy. Uh, Blast Wave, yeah, he, he looks a lot like Bludgeon, but he's got an Autobot symbol, and he's blue. <laughs> so there's a lot about him that isn't Bludgeon, but I'm sure there's going to be a Bludgeon repaint. Um, I don't actually think Blast Wave looks all that amazing. Like, I, the Megatronus toy is fine. I, mean, I had the question recently, someone saying, who just got Megatronus, and they were like, I don't actually see what's so great about it. And, like, Megatronus was kind of more an intermediary. He was the herald of all the great Decepticon toys that suddenly came out in Robots in Disguise. He's not a bad toy himself. hes I just don't think he's as good as, like, the three other main ones I can think of. Uh, Thunderhoof, Quillfire, and Fracture are all, I think, better toys. But uh, I'd love to see bludgeon colors on this guy. I don't know. Does this guy do anything for either of you as he is now? Yeah. He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. I just... It's a heavy retool of something that I already have. So it's not as thrilling. Yeah. Well, you know what's thrilling to me, at least? Friggin' Stormshot looks cool! Like, Stormshot has a very Yusha-esque head sculpt. Looks a whole lot like, to me at least, especially with that jet mode, looks to me like what I kind of wish would happen to rescue bots. Where you've got this sort of rescue bot-esque robot mode with, like, puffy details, like those shoulder intakes. Mm -hmm. But it turns into, like, a good robot mode. Um, I, I think Stormshot looks great. Like, uh, the colors are fine. Uh, the box art, at a glance, made me think Stormshot might be female, because uh, he kind of had that strong arm sort of look going on. I thought for a second it was like a weird strong arm uh, upgrade, but uh, apparently Stormshot is a he, uh, with a V fin and a visor, which makes me so happy. Uh, I'd like to see what the Adventures version looks like, because if there's one problem with him, it's that despite me liking his color scheme. He also has this little swathe of unpainted white from the waist down on his pelvis that, that looks sort of weak. Uh, but I, I, I mean, it looks like he transforms in a cool way. Seems like a, a solid robot mode. I'm kind of excited to see that one in person. Uh, Aaron, did you have any thoughts on Storm Shot? Not really. I, I think he looks interesting, but um, nothing 
thrilling and looks like uh i i i'm kind of with you and i like the chunky kind of puffy looks of him to be something a little bit different than some of the other line has been yeah and he does a better job of not like you know going back to looking at drift where it's you know where they've got another new drift that's like more kind of like the uh, first release of Drift was with the white and red lines and the like, but it's still very clearly like car parts hanging out on me where he does a good job of not looking like he has parts of his vehicle mode just hanging out on him. That that Drift really bums me out because that is almost an American version of Origins Drift from Adventures, but yeah. he, he doesn't have the cool new head sculpt that they made for that toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of nullifies the entire point of that color scheme to me. Um, TJ, do you have any thoughts on Storm Shot? It's an it's an interesting figure. It doesn't do a lot for me because there, there's I don't know what it is. There's something kind of generic about the way he looks, mm. where I kind of get the feeling of I would shoot this guy playing the Decepticon campaign of like the next transformer game like oh yeah a thousand yeah. times he he totally looks like a background guy oh yeah but like there's something about that i kind of like <laughs> he's he's it's, the intermediate point between background guy and hey you get a real name and personality mm-hmm. yeah like he looks like he's made of parts of other more interesting robots uh right down to the v-fin <laughs> on his head but like there's something about that i kind of like because you know the background guys never really get toys so it's like this, yeah. this guy can just be a new autobot Aside from that, strangely enough, you, it it's weird that you mentioned uh, the rescue bots. Can you know what this guy reminds me of just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Was that very first Transformers GoBot? Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the Go Go GoBots. Yeah, like the yeah the original plane. Yeah. Which he's is... got that same kind of puffy, heavy engine design. I'd love to see a redeco into that that character. I mean, I, that that plane came out in a couple color schemes, if I remember correctly. But that first color scheme has kind of a a soft, iconic feel to it. Um, also, by the way, these guys all apparently some people did try to scan these guys as stickers. They all resulted in a, a weird looking robot that turned into a stasis booth or stasis chamber. Uh, and apparently, that is not something that's going to get a toy, which is weak. Apparently, it was a gashapon for the for the app that would give you a random character. So. I said on Twitter that I think his Japanese name should be Gasha Trash. Well, Gasha so Pong I wonder trash. if that's just a placeholder thing for if you're using the app with a code that's not in there yet. I guess, but it, it was a pretty cool looking design. Yeah. Uh, it kind of bummed me out that it seems like he's just in the app. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a toy of that. Um. The, the big rid news, though, is uh, they're getting a third, a proper third season. The new episodes coming out now that I haven't seen, the six of them, are being referred to as season three and as season 2.5 because they're kind of an in-between thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a proper season three that's going to be coming out called Combiner Force. Uh, the blurb for this, I think, sounds kind of exciting because it's going to be about the Autobots having to learn to combine because a five Decepticon combiner has shown up and is the new big antagonistic force. Uh, so, A, I like combiners a lot. Robots in disguise might actually show them combine, which makes me excited. 
because Rid has had some speed lines transformation sequences, and I thought they looked really cool. So if they have like a combination sequence for that Decepticon, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be flipping out for a good ten minutes. Uh, also, it will have done a better job than the Combiner Wars cartoon did at showing combiners. Uh, this also is translating to the toys where they're doing these Combiner Force two packs, which are to me a really neat looking throwback to Energon Superlink mixed with the size and engineering style of One Step Changers. Uh, there's a few videos online showing how these combine, and it seems like if you just plug the vehicles together, they kind of flip out, you know, the, the bottom one will split into legs, the top one will pop the head out, and you have to fold the arms out. Um, they also transform individually in very simplistic ways. They don't look like groundbreaking Transformers toys by any means, don't get me wrong, but the amount of packed-together spring-loaded transformation in them seems like a really cool idea on a very basic toyetic level. Like, the mm -hmm. one that's the two jets, the new character that combines together. That's one I might pick up on sale, just to see what they're like, my, like for myself. Uh, I've picked up a one-step changer now and then when they look really interesting. I think this looks really interesting, uh, just as, as an engineering experiment. Uh, but I'm, I'm super interested, A, to see what the Season 3 cartoon is like, and also probably won't happen be kind of cool if the decepticons were done as five warrior toys that combine together or if they were done using combiner wars tech since that's so solid already mm -hmm. and released as a gift set as like the big toy for the line like that would be kind of cool not gonna get my hopes up i'm just saying it doesn't seem like that's in the realm of impossibility be kind of neat uh aaron how do you feel about the combiner force approach to the next season um, I really dig Stormhammer, Prime Strong, and B side. I especially like B side's name. I love the name just because that's like you know the B side of a of a track. Um, the one question that I kind of had, which I assume that they are, are they all um interchangeable? So like if you have Stormhammer and Prime Strong, or you know Optimus Prime and um Strong Arm, can you take Sky Sledge? which is legs and hook it into Optimus Prime and then make like a Prime Sledge or whatever. I uh, I actually don't know. I would assume you could, but I have a feeling it would still have the Prime Strong head sculpt. Right. Yeah, because that's in the Prime part. Yeah. But I was just saying is like, because with Energon, it was everybody was, you know, pants and a torso. Yeah, yeah. And this clearly isn't the case here. Well, if it isn't, they've done magic. But, you know, in this case, it looks like you're, you know, you're a, a shirt or you're a pair of pants. You know, like, yeah. can you can you swap that? Because I figure, I mean, unless, I mean, I don't see, like, those two into one. That's, uh, the only problem is, like, Robots in Disguise pricing has been, like, not what I would think normal pricing should be. Yeah, it's been But it's that been looks like it should be, like, a... Like a ten dollar set, maybe a fifteen dollar set, with the way that the pricing goes, at that price, I'd probably go for it. I think the bigger one, um, where they have like the mini con that pops out stuff, was is probably going to be in like the twenty or twenty five dollar space. That's, that's going to be the new not, like bigger, sillier kids toy. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one, but I think the the like the two into ones, um, it may get me once or twice to just like, hey, I want to try this out. For sure, me too. Like, I think it's going to be like, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out, I might wait till the show starts dropping and figure out like which of the designs had a moment that stuck with me more. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to say, I think it's awesome that the combiner with Optimus Prime is strong arm and not Bumblebee. 
Because mm-hmm. how how much is that the predictable thing, right? It is. It's kind of cool that the two leaders are the torsos and the two young rookies are the legs. Unless I looked at... No, wait. I misremembered what B-side uh, no, looks like. Did I? No, oh, you're right. You got yeah. it. No, B's the, B's the top oh, yeah, half. And... I looked at the wrong picture. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that, then, then that's maintaining, like I think, a really cool idea of having the two leaders as the torsos. And then you can get the B-side swipe one and give Prime red pants and... Then you have a weird Optimus Prime with a strong arm helmet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like you know, it looks like the combined modes are going to have elbow joints, and that's probably about it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not going to expect anything maybe, else. Maybe some shoulder. Prime's got his arms forward in one of those holding a Minicon weapon. Are you sure that's not just his elbow bent? Maybe. Yeah, I think that is just his elbow bent because there's, like, springs in his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I'll show yeah. that. Yeah, I'm looking at Bumblebee. Is like, there's no way those shoulders do anything. The only one who I thought might have shoulder articulation is the new Jet guy. But that, you know, unless unless he's doing things very differently that would allow for that, then I, like, I'm not going to expect any of that. And I, I, I would have been way into this even more if it was like Energon, where it was like everyone can be a top or a bottom. But once I saw the size and the spring-loaded factor, it's like, all right, like I can see how that's not possible. Yeah. Uh, the joints, the connector points do look universal at least. So like you're not going to yeah. get anyone can be at, anyone can be upper bottom, but switchable right. pants. Looking at it, it's it's like the top has the tongue on the bottom, and the bottom one and the legs have the like the tongue on the top of the connector part. Yeah. No, it, it looks like a fun idea. And the the way the yeah. show works, I think it could make for some fun episodes. Like, you know, Rid is a, is a low-stakes show. It's real good at being a somewhat forgettable low-stakes show. And I, I don't mean that as the insult it may sound like. It's like, it's it's really good at being G1 Season 2, in a way. Uh, where it will do some cool stuff and a whole bunch of stuff that's not really critical. But I, I have fun enough watching it and the voices are good. Uh... Anyway, yeah, uh, this Combiner Force stuff looks fun, kind of, kind of exciting to me in a very low-key way. Uh, I don't have anything to say really about it. like those new mini cons. Like some of them look funny. Then, as always with Rid mini cons, there's probably some great names in there. the The Stealth Force esque gimmick isn't really doing it for me though. I think Stealth Force still did it best. Uh, although it, it's it's nice that these appear to have robot modes. I thought for a while that Sideswipe just didn't have a robot mode. Um, Sideswipe actually looks fairly good for what they're going for here. Yeah. Like it like when you look at Bumblebee and Strongarm and their sides just kind of pop out, like, okay, big deal. Sideswipe actually looks like a lot changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he looks like he's turning into something. Uh tactically turning into something. Like the engine's exposing. Yeah. You could say it's kind of like Matt Tracker's car from Mask. Yeah, like, I was about to go Mask. But like looking at the robot mode of that, I mean, it's still a perfectly fine looking robot mode. Like, yeah. there's actually a balance to that figure. Yeah, like that's that that one looks okay. I, I just feel like with that toy, that's going to be one where everything I'd get out of it, I'd probably get out of watching a video of it. Whereas Combiner Force seems to have like just that extra little touch of tactile to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, and that's that's putting a lot of deep thoughts into into like the way more children end of Transformers. But sometimes it's fun to do, you know. One step underbite. I'll always stand up for that toy. is is a great example of what one step can be as an experience. Uh, I think that's about it for the Rid stuff. Uh, have either of you guys watched any of the season two point five episodes? 
No, I need I, to catch up on Red. I, I feel skimmed, bad. I skimmed through Starscream's appearance. Okay, I, I need to go back and watch those because they're they're starting to to cause things that are making people, at least quietly on my timeline, start to react to them. So I'm like, okay, I gotta probably watch these. Because <laughs> speaking of someone who's actually been enjoying that show on a very low low key degree, uh, yeah, Rid's fine. I'm happy it's getting a, se- a third season. Actually, uh, it's it's the kind of show that where if they don't have any really cool new ideas happening, Rid is a perfectly fine show to continue existing, in my opinion. Uh. And I think that does it for the New York Comic Con news, unless I forgot something. I don't think so. So, uh, is there anything else at New York Comic Con you guys saw that stuck out to you? I don't know. I haven't kept up a whole ton, aside from, like, what friends of mine have been posting on Twitter. Uh, a Megazord. Yeah, they showed off yeah. the Megazord. That looks good. Did you guys, did you see the picture of, uh, the extra folding panels on the Mammoth to hide the gaps? Yep. Like, that soul of friggin' Shigokin happening right there. Uh, that Megazord's pre-orders also have sold out everywhere. I've got mine in. I didn't think a Solo Chigokin would sell out pre-orders in 2016, so I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's a Megazord that might actually do everything you wanted the Megazord to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I got it at BBTS just as a provisional, and like, no, I, I'm going to have to stick with that one now. I mean, it's it's going to be on Amazon as well. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do enough production runs to keep it happening. Uh, it seems like the American release will add a slipcase to it. Or no, that's the Voltron uh, that they're doing. Uh, they're going to put a yeah. Voltron slipcase over Golion. I would expect they're going to do a similar thing or do a different box for the Daisujin. Um But yeah, those two, and and people got to freaking mess with that Voltron. That, that's what I actually got. My moment of like, damn it! I wish I could have made it to New York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, I saw that photo where it looked like they just pulled it out from underneath the table. I'm like, yeah. here you go, just what, I mean, whatever, you do. No, I mean, uh, Tamashi does that with, with like, SH Fig Arts and stuff uh, at New York Comic Con since at least two years ago. But, like, for them to do that with Solo Chigok and Golion, I'm like, all right, all right, that's yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> I, l- I love the confidence in the product that shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, we're going to have a whole line of people just do whatever they want with this figure. No, I mean, and, and I'm I'm sure at some point someone probably broke something. But, like, they probably had, like, a finished factory sample meant to be beaten up. Uh, 1000 Toys actually did a similar thing with their synthetic human. They brought along one of the first finished factory samples of that from the new run uh, to their booth with, as far as I saw on their Facebook, the same thing of, like, we're having it here. If you want to play with it, play with it. We want to show you how good this is to actually mess with, not just look at it in a display case. So, yeah. That stuff's all very exciting. Like, even if I don't get a pre-order in, at some point I'm going to get that Megazord because that... The only thing I want I want on that Megazord that looks like it probably won't happen is a display stand like some other Solo Chagokins get. Like, Galgagar didn't have a display stand either, really. Yeah, he, he had display things. But can you imagine, like, just a Megazord display stand with, like, just a slot to jam the, the big Megazord sword into the base as though it's been jammed into the floor? That would be cool. Uh, yeah, New York Comic Con. Uh... Seemed to be a pretty good event this year as far as toy news. Uh, haven't heard very much as far as the actual at-show experience. I assume it was probably... I heard it was... It, the, the trend is continuing where the days that used to be very empty, like Thursday, are now just as packed as the weekend days. So it's no longer an easy convention to attend in any way, shape, or form, from what I heard. Um, 
All right, I think we've got enough time. I'd like to do one of our listener questions. Uh, All right. We got one. I got one on Facebook that was specifically for you guys mm. from uh, Daniel Zonnenberg, uh, who says, WTF and TFW, even crew. Hello, I have two listener question comments. Number one, there's been a lot of speculation on the podcast as to what the next Prime Wars line will be. The conversation is centered mostly around pretenders and the assumption that the line-wide gimmick is going to be radically different from what came before. Obviously, you want features to make your product seem new and exciting, but I've been wondering if the new gimmick will be an evolution of what's come before. Crash Bash seems like a great precursor to a revamped pretender idea, and doing things like that in tandem with classic pretender engineering seems like the way to go to me. How do you think the engineering from Combiner Wars and Titans Return could evolve to become the next gimmick? That's a, a really good idea. Like, like if they were to take something like Crash Bash and do it at the Voyager scale, um, maybe not for the whole line, maybe just as a one and done thing. But like, that seems like a solid concept to upscale. Give Crash Bash his own individual alt mode. Give him a partner vehicle or beast that could he could combine with into something new. Uh, I think that would be really neat. That would that would be a, yet another cool way to do pretenders uh, in a, in a new line. Um, Aaron, what do you what do you think about uh, the third Prime Wars just taking what we've already done and evolving it? Yeah, I. That's the rough thing of you know I wouldn't have thought before you know Titans Return that Headmasters would be a viable thing, and now I'm saying it's very viable. Yeah. Um, I could see potentially. I mean, I kind of go back and forth on it, but I think that potentially a Beasts thing may happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just to tag that because then that gives you a whole like area that's different. But then I don't know what the lime white gimmick could be other than like, look, it's an animal. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, it, I, anymore trying to figure out, you know, trying to look in some sort of crystal ball, it's all cloudy and crazy and out there. So well, yeah, well now whatever you say anymore. is feasible is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. But, uh, a like, return of auto-transforming things, and every one of them has a Bluetooth, so that then you connect your phone to it, and you push a button, and then you can say what transform you want to transform. I don't know. That sounds dumb, but you know what? They could do it, because Bluetooth Lite is now this little tiny low-power chip, and you just have a little button cell battery and a little spring-activated thing that flips one way or the other. I don't know. I mean... Magnets. Yeah. I just... I don't know. Like, even... I would have said diecast is impossible, but I mean, it's not a perfect co- connection here. But they did do a new run of a titanium six inch this year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so who knows? Uh, TJ, what about you? What do you think about evolving an existing gimmick for the next Prime Wars thing? Uh, that's a that's a it's a difficult way to approach it. Like everyone everyone's like if you follow the train of logic because now we've got rumors of clones and all kinds of things that were like the midpoint between g1 everybody knows as the g1 versus everything people want to forget was actually g1 your pretenders action masters etc if you're going to evolve it from this point on like everyone is like thinking pretender at this point Honestly, there are ways to do it. Like if you're going to if you're going to think that way, like I think back to like Pretender Monsters where it's mm-hmm. not so much a big clamshell as it is just jam the the figure in the back and maybe they have like a shield accessory that covers it covers up the panel. Or I mean, I mean now as of this weekend, I mean look at Legends Brawn. Imagine a larger Legends Brawn with a legends figure that pilots him 
know? Well, you, well, you mentioned the crash bash thing. Yeah. Where, yeah, like you could come up with some kind of pretender where that's it's just a hollow shell piece that you jam, you know, like a core figure into. It creates detail on the the for the the chest and includes the head and all that. And you could actually create like something where like, well, a simple thing where like, well, if the shell's legs fold up and the arms fold in and stick forward, there's a tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could you could actually have a figure that actually had the pretender thing going for it and could still create a vehicle they could ride combined with it it had a, its own individual transformation like almost, almost like super or ultra pretenders well super pretenders let's be more correct mm-hmm. uh so, you know similar similar to that like before there was like in my head like there's no way you could properly do a pretender you couldn't make like the whole shell close on a robot and still create a functional figure and a worthy transformer but the more i've been thinking about it the more that i've been seeing the engineering that's been going on especially now when you do have things kind of like that with you know at a tiny scale yeah like i'm I'm, i am actually like on board with the idea of making this happen at a large scale yeah i mean it's it's this realization that like you know, and, and if they if they're doing the clones as well, you know, they're they're kind of in the realm of a line full of headmasters. It's like part of that adventurous experimentation is they're just starting to to grab all the other weird little sublines that maybe couldn't carry an entire line and, and mushing them all together. Like it, it's exciting to me because it means that the third Prime Wars thing, like for better or for worse, it's it's almost impossible to predict. Uh, and I kind of like that. And yet, you know that since it's generations, there's going to be a nostalgic uh, factor to it. Maybe not G1 necessarily, but there's going to be a throwback factor to it that is trying to capture the attention of at least some sect of the older fan base. Well, we have seen things peppered into this line. You know, like, we just got a like a brand new leader Megatron in Combiner, in Combiner Wars, but we're getting a Voyager and Titan's Return. Yeah. Yeah, and of course we're still getting Optimus Primes and all size classes. Like I would not be at all shocked to see like that can like we've seen the progression go on from like G1 to Power Master and now we have a G2 Prime. I would not I would not be shocked if the next leader prime for Prime Wars trilogy was like a Star Convoy. Yeah. Just to continue the pattern. Mm-hmm. That would be super cool. And now there's such a wealth of existing gimmicks to draw from. It's like, yeah, base mode doesn't seem unlikely on a non-Titan price point figure anymore. They've had two leaders that turn into bases. Uh, like three if you count Soundwave. Um, it's really cool. Um, the second question <clears throat> is, uh, all you core podcast people are from the first generation of fans. You grew up a G1 and you're still the target of most of the deep cuts and nostalgia wanks. In recent generations releases, we've seen an increase in throwbacks of the Beast era, the Unicron trilogy, and other lines that are less nostalgic for people from your era, I assume. Maybe Armada Hotshot's the essence of your childhood. I would I would actually say that, like, if you're someone who's my age, like, if you're someone in, in their late 20s, early 30s, there's nostalgia to still be had from those lines that came out in the nascent period of the online fandom for different reasons. Uh, but if the focus of throwback shifts more towards hitting collectors in my age group, do you think, or so people who really got into collecting during the Unicron trilogy and tail end of the Beast era, do you think it would look substantially different? So many, and then he goes on to say, churg uh, figures 
He says in parentheses, neoclassics, if you insist on avoiding the throat yogurt. I'm just going to read what you wrote. Uh, so many churg figures fit the look and feel like G1 but smoother type of engineering and benefit from the much simpler designs of those G1 toys. Once the 90s and early 2000s hit, disregarding the advent of churg, aesthetics changed much more frequently and engineering didn't move forward as much as it changed horizontally to accommodate that wide range of designs. How do you fit that dynamic into a neoclassic template of do it again nostalgically but smoother given that things were so radically different? Will we have to rely on the comics to standardize the looks a bit so we can have our modest Starscream and Rhinox and Tankor analogs all in the same line? I'm totally fine with that but it feel I feel like it's not the only way to do it efficiently. If I knew what I wanted I wouldn't be asking. Blame my indecisiveness. Click. Am I doing that right? Uh, P.S. That platinum astrotrain, the weird orange one, was mock tackle. I've asked about it in the past and demand closure. Uh, I've actually seen that bounced around that that weird astrotrain was supposed to be mock tackle in some way. I sure. <laughs> that's a great. That's great. Make it canon. Get it. Get a new sticker to put on the box. It says it's Blitzwing versus mock tackle. Uh, so yeah, the idea of classic throwback toys to. Uh, the whole, the next decade generation, the late beast, early armada generation. Uh, I think it's just going to look a lot like the throwbacks that already happened, like the beast throwbacks and like armada Starscream. Like it's already happening. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all rolling together. It's, it, it is, as you're saying, I think less like, less about, uh, doing what is done to a G1 design and more about standardizing the looks, you know, making everyone look like they're from the same line in some way. Uh, and I think that that's probably so far the only real answer I would have because anything else would involve right now the look of your neo classics. Your true <laughs> is people in our demographic, people who grew up with G one, now working on the brand. So right. I don't think we're gonna know what the rest looks like until the people who grew up with Armada and Unicron trilogy are are working on the brand. That hypothetical would be the best analog, and I have no idea what that looks like. Uh, Aaron, have you got any ideas? Yeah, well, I think like a line looking the same as itself, kind of that little bit of wondering tangent on it is just going to happen because you've got the same people working on the same thing at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, having something that's very Armada-y coming out at the same time as something that's very, you know, neoclassics versus something that looks like a beast well okay the thing that looks like armada might look like armada because it's an armada hotshot but you're not going to have like especially for just the style of things you're not going to get a hot rod that looks armada-y and have it be hot rod because the armada hot rod was just a repaint and if you want it to be hot rod then you have it look like hot rod which looks like you know, 86 movie and then through some, you know, different, you know, looking glasses for, for, you know, what it's coming out as. So I, I think that going forward, I'm with you. It's going to be the people that, you know, where Cybertron was their jam and the big like clunk look is, you know, what excites them about Transformers or what they see when they think Transformers. So when somebody that had more of that comes around, then, they'll like bump that way. But yeah, I'm just sitting here like hand in or you know, head in hands trying to think of if there's a good descriptor. Yeah. Uh, TJ, have you got any ideas about, about this kind of thing? 
God, it's hard. It's hard to say because you know we I kind we kind of acknowledge that yeah the collector's market is based on people who still really hold on to the G one and in a way that's never completely going to go away. But a lot of people in our you know a lot of people in our nostalgia demographic have also have things like kids and mortgages and just things that get kind of get in the way of the toy buying. So like it it doesn't it would not surprise me in some way to see like see to go toward like Unicron trilogy Beast Wars things from the nineties and two thousands at some point. I think that another thing to consider here, which occurred to me while you guys were doing your answers, is like we're also thinking about this in the realm of how our generation treats nostalgia as well, and the way mm-hmm. that it was informed by us growing up in the you know, 70s, 80s era of, of greater consumerism and etc. And, like, I think that almost a, a more important question that would inform this, for sure, but it's much wider in breadth, is how will the generation who whose childhood took place in the early 2000s, uh, how what will nostalgia be to them? Whereas for us, it was redo everything. Is that going to be the same case for that generation? That's not even certain. There's mm-hmm. There's an interesting thought there where nostalgia might not even exist for the generation today. Because everything's already at hand. Like you can Everything's s- at hand at all times. Anything that's online that you would be nostalgic about is always going to be there. Yeah. Like there's, you know, if you want to, if you really are like nostalgic for Cybertron and Aerojohn, you can, you can, you, you can YouTube pretty much any moment you want from it. Yeah, there's there's not that, you know, years to decades period of you can only remember things by watching the VHS tapes you have or just remembering it. Yeah, like we can, you know, we kind of go through our like G1 nostalgia, a lot of collectors, especially because for a long time, you just never got it like we OK, we we got like Optimus Prime and then we got Power Master Optimus Prime and. Outside of like the occasional thing, like an action master or something, and you know, uh, a couple new figures in G two, that was it. Yeah, you know, like we never really got to see like a like a fully enhanced Optimus Prime at any point until we started getting into like the two thousands. Yeah, it just there's there's a whole path that like is going to be different no matter what. Also, based on like kind of based on the fact that the shows that came out in the 2000s already had 80s nostalgia in them right so what Mm -hmm. does that mean when the stuff that was being watched was not even like the one thing that g1 would have had is well it's the first one they did and it's like so if you grew up on unicron trilogy for all the unique things it did still had an optimus prime and a megatron still had a lot of throwback stuff in it like that all muddies the water to where i don't think that this, there's there is a clear answer really until we get there and then yeah that that even begs the question will transformers still be a toy line 10 years from now or is it just going to be like a, a media thing you know like well this is the thing i think about a lot which is even if you did hit that point where it's okay generation one's tired out let's kind of go back to some of our other generations and kind of give them their nod are the toys even going to be worth doing it at that point because a lot of what comes from our like urge but like you know we see like uh you know you know just like trying to think like we see like a perceptor here that looks 
like the G1 and Transformers like the G1. And that hits our nostalgia because we never had that Perceptor that was that good. Whereas if you do, you kind of go back to like into, into the Unicron trilogy for your source material. And you do say, like, I'm trying to think of like a good one off the top of my head or Armada Scavenger. Our, uh, no, um, no, that's not going to work for the example. But like, for like like an Energon Starscream or something, mm-hmm. where it's where the the initial toy is already really really good. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. And right now we've got this point where the toy standards are kind of well, a lot of figures are hollowed out. We're not using pins. We're using just plastic hinges. No more ratchets. It's all just plastic detents. You know, you get to this point where the farther we go, the more that kind of gets budgeted down because costs are going to go up, production costs are going to go up. By the time we get there, I worry that the nostalgia figures you're going to have are not going to be any better than the ones you had growing up. We're like, well, you got your Energon Starscream again, but it's it's hollowed out. It transforms in four steps. Like, and, and And also, like... This is leaving out the idea of just the way the line. Like, I think that it, it, another foreseeable future is instead of instead of going into throwback stuff, Transformers becomes a collector line only. Made you get like six figures a year, and they base it on whatever media might still even be existing. Oh, the He-Man approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would that would require the movies to start bombing. I mean. I'm I am prepared to see that happen once they start going annual. Like once you take away the event nature of a Transformers movie, there's there's positives to the movies going annual in that like more people are working on them. So there's a, a, a percentile higher chance they might start to be more solid in scripting. But there's an equal chance that this this might cause the final fatigue, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> uh Who knows? Like it's an interesting question to think about. But it also often comes with very spooky realizations of the unknowableness that is the future. So, if any of you guys out there have some ideas along these lines, like share them in the thread, for sure. Uh, I think that answered the listener question. Unless you guys have anything else to drop in, let's do a little what we got this week. Because I know we all got piles and piles of Transformers. Who among us got Transformers this week? All right. So uh, that's our what we got this week section. We're on topic. Uh, I got a Star Wars toy this week. Do you guys know there's a new Star Wars movie coming? Yeah. There's always a new Star Wars movie coming. Yes, that's that's Disney's plan now. There's always one in pre-production. There's always one in production. There's always one in post-production. And there's always one in the theaters. Yeah. Always. Always. So what this means for me is every now and then I get a really cool design that I want a toy of. And I found this at a comic shop, so I bought it. I bought a Slender Robot Boy. Uh, this is Alan Tudyk's character, K2SO, from the 6-inch Black Series line. His figure's actually about 7 inches tall-ish. Uh, I bought this because I thought the design looked really cool. And then I, right after buying it, I was like, oh, I bet this is going to go real bad. Because I watched and read and saw a lot of coverage of Black Series IG-88. A lot of people louding that toy for many reasons. I thought that toy looked incredibly disappointing because for all the stuff it did well, there were a couple spots where it did not do it well, and that brought the whole thing down for me, kind of like Titans Return Galvatron. 
K2SO does not do that. He is a frigging good toy. The worst part about him is that he's really well made, but he is still made of Black Series Marvel Legends plastic. And he's a lot thinner. Uh, what this means is he sometimes tips over, but he doesn't tip over right away. I've had him standing for hours. Hours pass. And then I'm in the other room and I hear a clunk and he's finally fallen over. So question for you. Yeah. Does he have like a foot hole that you might be able to get yes. like a stand? Okay. Totally you know, say, And would then the other question is, would that help? I think that would because he's not heavy. Okay. Because uh, what, what I was sitting there looking at is like, I can't tell if this is an issue like of stance and he gets just a hair out, out of balance and then a ghost farts in the next room over and it's enough to knock it down. Or if, like, looking at those knees, I can't tell if those would be very strong knees or super weak knees. They're pretty... And so same all, with the ankles. All the hinges are pretty good, except that at the worst place on the ankles and on the wrists, there's that little five-degree area of looseness Okay. between two very solid places. On the ankles, it's in a very bad place. But when he tips over, it's usually not his, like, ankles giving out. It's because also his, his biggest... His center of mass is right up at the top of his torso. Okay. Uh, so uh, he has a really good ball joint in the middle of his torso, so it's very easy to reorient the center of mass. But I think okay. there's a, there's enough collective flex in the plastic that he'll eventually, on a very microscopic level, move into a position where that center of balance is no longer helpful. And then he okay. has a multi-hour pickup of tilt. Uh, and I, I say this because otherwise, probably the best Black Series figure I've ever messed with. Uh, like he's got a ball socket joint connecting his head to his neck. And then the base of his neck is another ball socket joint, uh, immense ball socket joint in the middle of his torso. Those shoulder pauldrons, they're like his shoulders are, are pin disc universal joints and it's cut perfectly. So his pauldrons will suck into those shoulder sockets when you bend them outwards. So he can actually, he can, uh, outwardly wave his arms like 90 degrees out like a tree stance. Okay. And then on his knees and elbows, there is a swivel right above and right below the joint. Uh, and then, like, his wrists swivel and have hinges. Um, his hips are just ball socket joints, but they can still go out, like, 45 degrees. Uh, and, like, fully forwards and backwards. There might even be a thigh swivel inside the hip, like, in the thigh-to-hip connection. I can't tell if there's a, sw a stuck swivel in there or if the plastic is just so flexible it feels like a stuck swivel. Uh, and then he's got, like... So you see how he's obviously got ankle joints there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he's also got a fig art style ankle tilt hinge built into his foot. So it's a really solidly engineered figure. If they used slightly less flexible plastics inside the joints here and there, I think it might have turned out even better. But it, like that's that's really reaching for something that goes wrong. The only thing about him long term I'm curious about. Uh, if you look at his ankles, knees, and elbows, like, so those are a hinge with a, a pin stuck through them, right? Mm -hmm. The pin is a clear plastic pin. The actual hinge is made of black plastic, but because of how he's designed to get across a certain design element of this guy, the pin shot through them is clear plastic. I think that means it's safe because it's not clear plastic that's being bent and ground against itself. It, the clear plastic is just a thick cylinder. But... You know, we'll see as the years go by if that part starts to disintegrate. Even if it does, the hinge won't crack because I, I think the hinge itself is made of black plastic. But it, it's a very interesting thing to look at. It's a really good toy. I would highly recommend this if you think the design looks cool. Um, 
And I think it's also going to be me done with Black Series again, because there's no first order to collect this time. I might go buy a Death Trooper, because they look cool and edgy, because they're called Death Troopers, and they look like miniature Darth Vaders. So I might pick one up, but that's about it for my Black Series. Um, but yeah, I also now finally have an Alan Tudyk action figure, and it's a really good one. So it's just a collective win-win. I don't know. Aaron, are you are you at all interested in K2SO? Nope. He looks interesting. It's... You know, I, I don't have dislike for it. Don't you want um, Alan Tudyk? Don't you want a robot wash? I, I need to just catch up with all of the Star Wars stuff that's out there. I've I've started and failed to watch the um, animated series a few times. Yeah, I, I watched the first season. So I, I'm I'm buying. This is a figure I bought with the idea I'm buying it because I think it looks cool. Yeah, it it does look neat. It looks like a kind of Star Warsy kind of. Um, oh, there's another. There's um, crap. I forget the name of the series. There's a comic book series that this Atomic Robo. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Looks kind of Atomic Robo y. Yeah, in the eyes. In it as well. Yeah. Um. So it it looks interesting. Is it a thing I'm interested in? Not terribly. All right. I didn't know you hated Alan Tudyk that much. Yeah, because that's what you can take out of that yep. discussion. <laughs> uh, TJ, are you at all interested in the Rogue One stuff? Uh, no. Not really. Ah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm very much like, let me see it first and then I'll determine whether or not I'm into it or not. Because I can agree an aesthetic looks cool, but I need some kind of attachment before I start dropping money on a particular character. Alright, well when all the K2SOs sell out, y'all come crying back to me. Cause you, oh, I didn't buy one when he was plentiful, and then he was literally the best part of the movie. I'm gonna sit here and laugh like a drug lord. That's probably not gonna happen. But, uh... Yeah, uh, everything else... Like, I saw the rest of the Wave 1 for the new Black series at the comic shop. It'll all look fine, but problem with star wars toys and me is like if it's not a robot and if it's not a guy in black armor with a face mask with or without a laser sword i just find it very uninteresting like i have a poe dameron because he came with a riot soldier it's very hard for me to look at a poe dameron action figure and not feel like i have an action figure of a man in a brown jacket like even though i thought he was a cool character in the movie it's star wars characters that are not robots or people in masks that look like toku villains just i find in intensely boring like, there's a main character figure, and he's got some name. He's a man in a fur coat with a hoodie. Like, that's it. I'm like, maybe he kind of reminds me of Snow Job. Other than that, I got nothing. Uh, TJ, did you do any off-topic this week? Uh, no. Alright. I gave in to the plastic demon temptations that you got me hooked into, but that's about it. Yay! Well, that's just me being helpful. Of course uh, it is. Aaron, I heard you got you got new you got new breeches. Yeah, so uh last weekend was the annual Feast of the Hunter's Moon, which is the 1700s um recreation thing that I I do and I managed to buy myself a new pair of uh canoe pants, uh, breeches. Uh the previous ones that I had were canvas and which are are actually incredibly great for um being water resistant, but mm they've they've worn quite a bit and i got a new pair of of linen ones that then i freaked out because i did my laundry for that clothes and it's all like cold water 
hand wash cycle and somehow a shirt that I've had for a very long time managed to bleed into everything. So I then spent like the next three days hitting it with everything to try and to get like these weird streaks of green out. And um, so I got uh, new pants for when I play dress up. All right. Pretend to be from, you know, three centuries ago. And then I also got a knife that's based off of a relatively recent design that was found at another um, um, archaeological location that. It's a slightly different design of knife, and who boy, this one came um, straight from the uh, bladesmith, very sharp. Normally, when you get a blade at an event like this, you then have to go and grind an edge and then sharpen that edge, and this one, right off the bat, was very sharp. So, I don't know. Beyond that, I've just been doing more planning for Extra Life, and I think I think it, like my big thing this year is going to be potentially shave my head. Oh, geez. But it's got to be more than just like, maybe like if I get 1500, I'll shave my head. Because like 1000, I do every time. You should do 1500, shave my head, 2000, shave a word into the top of my head that's spelled out in hair. It's like shave your head, but leave a word outlined. Yeah, but the pro. So then, so then it's like as soon as I hit 1500, I shave my head. That way, oh, I was going to do it at 2,000, but, you know, it's all skin (laughs) now. I was going to say you wait until the end of the thing. You go like, all right, well, I'm going to shave my head at the end of this evening, but if you get to 2,000, I will leave the word but on the top of my head. Probably wouldn't do that, but I I think I am going to. I'm sure that would go great at work. If if I get done. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking (laughs) about day of. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to be doing more meetings with people and trying to get stuff taken care of. I'm trying to, uh, shame people that are on the team that haven't raised any funds yet into doing something to raise funds yet. Chris. Yeah. Friggin' lazy people. Yeah. We got to do something about those lazy people. But, uh, and as always, Hey, I'm going to, um, have all the dice I have left up at TFCon. So if you come up and donate, you know, five bucks, I'll get you a, custom die and a big thank you and uh or you can donate online if you donate online i'm still trying to determine i think even at 20 dollars, i may ship out dice once it's all said and done Hmm. um just because shipping an individual die is still pricey but i'm sure with our listenership like anyone who really wants to to take part get some dice just just contact aaron on the boards or on twitter yeah yeah if you got any questions about it or or want to set a thing because i've like I still haven't had anybody make donations of like, hey, play this game for this time frame. And I kind of like that because it makes my decision process a whole lot easier when it's like, well, I got like these three hours of things I got to play rather than sit here and go, what am I going to play? And that's November 5th when you're doing that? That is November 5th. We will be at Legendary Games in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, They're very kindly setting up Space Force. I still got to figure out what our like internet situation is going to be there. But um, it's all stuff that hopefully will be resolved before game day. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm sure it'll go great. Yeah. Um, it generally comes together. I just get um, a little bit of analysis paralysis at times. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I know. I, I mean, hey, you want to talk to someone about uh, thinking about a situation and uh, getting paralyzed by all the things that could go wrong. Uh, that's just me and life in general. Yep. So. That, uh, you know, it's it's... I don't know if it's necessarily an issue that I've had. It's just something that comes up occasionally. And the, there's a point in time where I just kind of have to go, okay, it's going to be what it's going to be. 
Um, yeah. trying, trying to lean more on the people at my work that are also participating and be like, hey, you, you're in charge of food. So yeah. that I don't have to be. And that's let them doing okay. know. You know, yeah. they're, part of, they're part of a team, and if they're not carrying their weight, then they got to start carrying their weight. Yeah, carry your weight in food. But, Yo, if I can, I can carry my weight in food. I can't you, actually probably carry my weight in food. But uh, no, it's a thing I'm, I'm still looking forward to. Um, just a matter of can't wait for it to get here so that it can get done and be over with. And I'll think, God, I don't have to do that for another year. Thank you. And that TFCon thing, too, when you're going to sit in that hotel room uh, just playing uh, games for the entire Saturday, that's uh, going to be amazing. Don't don't even don't even joke. I mean, uh, no, I mean, doing something at a convention isn't a bad idea. Doing 24 hours at a convention is a horrible idea. Yeah. Remember that Sunday? Remember how Sunday just didn't exist? Yeah. Oh, I know. I and I feel like super bad that Alfie like knew that I'd be tired, and she went and got me like a a crawler or some food item, and I like got done, go up in the room. There are three other people getting ready to go out to the floor, and then I just went, and I I don't think I even managed to like put on like sleeping shorts or anything. I think I fell like head first into a bed, and then came out later. And went downstairs, and Alfie was like, oh, did you like your breakfast? And I was like, what? what you just human speaking at me? What? <laughs> and then I had to go back up to the room and found that she'd gotten me something and had, like, written a little cute little note on it and was awesome. And I totally missed it because I was barely a functioning human being. Yeah. That was the greatest case made for the good and the terrible of doing a 24-hour live stream. Yeah. Uh, it also made the case to me that I, I probably will never do a 24-hour live stream by myself, ever. Yeah, I can't it's... even imagine being the only person in the room. Hey, Stan was there. He had my back. I, I know, but, like, you know, the people who do the stream by themselves out of their house oh, or something? Yeah. When like, the, how, that's, a, that's, I couldn't, I don't have the endurance for that. The, the first year, I kind of did that. I had my roommates, but, like, I was upstairs a lot, and they were downstairs a lot, um, just because I was doing stuff like PC but it's it's difficult having more people around lets you steal energy yeah like that to like a certain the moment, extent i remember the moment that the crowd in that room went from being over 10 people to being under 10 people was like a, a massive turning point mm -hmm. like the the post like i don't know 1 a.m 2 a.m period when suddenly there were like five or six people yeah and it was just like pfft, like everyone yeah. just died which I'm thinking potentially for next year, offering up another like TFCon D and D experience, yeah, or something like that. Just I know that there's plenty of other stuff that can be done. It's just this year has been so weird between basically being gone for three months and then coming back to trying to figure out like life and things and work life balance and all that jazz. That's all right. I'm only mildly disappointed in you, uh, and I'm used to it. Yeah, I know. Uh, they, you know, that's the story of my life. Uh, anyway, that's a podcast. Uh, that's been episode 428. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, as always, do check out wtf.tfw2005.com. If you're coming from there, do check out the discussion threads. They are linked off of each entry, uh, and they are full of uh, a space where you can say, hey, you got this wrong, or, yo, you talked about this. Look at this thing. Uh, come and, and participate. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later on with more Transformers Discog. Transformers.